Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. The Comic Web sells all of the old time radio programs heard on our podcast, as well as comic books and more. Check out our Superman radio podcast, and we have a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. Go to our website, comicweb.com, for information on how to get them, or type the word Comic Web into iTunes and they'll pop up. This week we have the Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy show with guest star Humphrey Bogart. It first aired on September 12, 1943. Also of note, we have the episode of Bergen and McCarthy with Mae West on our website. In that episode, they did a skit that got Mae West banned from radio broadcasts for 12 years. The makers of Jason Sanborn Coffee present Edgar Bergen, William Gaxton, Victor Moore, Ray Noble and his orchestra, Dale Evans, the sportsman, yours truly, Bill Goodwin, our special guest, Humphrey Bogart, and Charlie McCarthy. Welcome to Jason Sand, Mr. Bogart. Uh, thank you, Charlie. Hey, Charlie, does this particular week mean anything to you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I gotta go back to school, if that's what you mean. Well, that's important, but there's something more important, Charlie. Huh? We're starting America's third war loan to raise $15 billion before the end of this month. Now, I'll tell you what that means, Charlie. It means that 50 million bonds must be sold in order to back the attack. And we cannot afford to fail. Our government is asking us to loan, not give, but loan our money by purchasing additional bonds. That means we must dig deeper into our wages and savings so that we can join the attack with everything we've got. The future looks bright. We're on the way to victory. But victory is not in the bag. It's up to us, the people, to prove that we are willing to match every sacrifice made by our fighting men by buying as many war bonds as we can afford. To ensure final victory, all of us must invest every cent that is not absolutely needed for food, shelter, and other necessities of life into the purchase of extra war bonds during this third war loan drive. Timely. Charlie. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Charlie. 
Molly, please. Well, I would like to talk to you. Yes, Mr. Berger. I have something here that I want you to sign. You have a... Excuse me, you have a... <laughs> I want you to sign something. A sign? Sign? What is it? What is it? Well, it's right here. If you must know what it is, it's, it's an employee's withholding exemption certificate. It's a... Employees withholding exemption certificate. Would you mind dragging that past a little slower? Yeah. <laughs> well, what it is, Charlie, it's a new, uh, well, it's a new tax plan. Oh, is it? Yes. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you, you pay as you go. Oh, I do? Yes. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> well, then you better pay, because I ain't going to go. <laughs> well, this tax plan will affect your allowance. You mean my measly 75 cents a week? Yes, Charlie. Oh, don't pick on that. <laughs> well, uh, and this is the blank that you have to fill out. I see. What does it say? Well, uh, well you can read right there. Uh, see, it says, uh, well, you, you put your name and address here. Yes. And check the box in the line below that applies to you. Oh, I see. Well, of course, the first one doesn't apply to you. Oh, why doesn't? Well, it's, it's married person living with husband. Oh, no, I'm not living with my husband. <laughs> I left him, you know. He was a brute, he was. He was just no good. Just no good. I despised the man. John, please, please. He beat me all... No one will ever know what I went through. Oh. What's number two? Is a married person living with wife. Well, that's not me. No, that's not you. Third one is a single person not living, not married, not nothing. Closer, yeah. I guess I'm number four. What's that? Single husband, not married. Yeah, that's me. Now, Charlie, yes. if you want me to help you out with this application blank, you'd better cut out this nonsense. Very good, sir. And can you fill this slip? Hmm? I say, can you fill out this slip? What do you think I have the figure for? Yeah, I know. But, Charlie. Uh, Charlie, you ought to be able to figure this out yourself. Yes, let me see. 20%. Yes. Have you got a pencil? Yes, it's here. Thank you. Now, let's see. Now, how do you get 20% of 75 cents? Yes, let's see. I put down 75. That's right. Then put your decimal point 200. Yes, 200. Decimal point. That's right. And multiply 20 times 75. 20 times 75, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got it now. Old times old. That's old. Yeah. I put down a goose egg. That's right. <laughs> old times seven is... Uh, old times seven cents. That's a sticker, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, that's old, too. That's old, too, yeah. It comes out, uh-oh. That's right. <laughs> zero, zero is correct. See, I've been working like a dog, and i got nothing to show for it. <laughs> now, continue. Now, the two and the five. Oh, yes. If five, if five goes into two, oh, it doesn't go, does it? No. There's no use forcing it. No. <laughs> no, Charlie, you've made a mistake. You carry the seven. Oh, I carry the seven. Yes, I... I carry the seven. Yes. Why don't I carry the zero? It's lighter. No, no. <laughs> Let's see. Now, you put down the zero. Now, what about your seven? I'm, I'm going to work on that right now. All right. Uh, the seven. I got to jack up the seven and uh, times two and plug in one. <laughs> seven and two times seven is 14. That's right. Yeah, it's 14. Bring down to four and add one, pearl three. No, no, no. <laughs> Siphon out the seven and saute the goose egg. No, no, no. <laughs> You slap it all together and it comes out around 131, except February, which is 28. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, what's, what's the trouble, Charlie? What's going on? Well, Charlie's trying to figure 20% of his 75 cents a week allowance. It didn't come out so good. <laughs> it's one of those impossible problems, Mr. Goodwin. Oh, I see. Well, Charlie, it would be much easier to figure it out if you asked Bergen to raise your allowance to a dollar a week. Yeah. You're new around here, aren't you? <laughs> 
Well, why do you waste your time on that, Charles? You don't have to pay any 20%, unless you're getting over $12 a week. Yes, I know, but... Uh, uh, what did you say? Is that, is that right, Bergen? Well, I, I haven't read the form very closely. Well, Bergen, you can't... Well, now, Charlie, please, don't, don't touch me, Charlie. You've ultra-violated my trust. What? You've framed me like a picture. Oh, now, Charlie, please. No, 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 Charlie. Let go my lapel. Now, Charlie. Before you feel my... I smell a murder. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not a murder, Charlie. It's William Gaxton singing. Now I know it's murder. <laughs> Hello there, Charlie. Say, Charlie, how would you like to make a million bucks? Yeah. Bergen, the guy ain't only a murderer, he's a con man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no kidding, Charlie. I've been looking for a nice young fellow that I can make into a crooner. I inserted an ad in the paper, and if the right young fellow comes along with $25, I'll make him famous. Oh. <laughs> Excuse me, are you the man who's looking for a young man to make famous for $25? Yes, sir, I'm the man. Let's get out of the joint, Bergen. Gaxton's landed a sucker. <laughs> Before I make you one of the most talked of men in the world today, I must ask you a very personal question. What is your name? My name is Victor Moore, and I'm anxious to become famous. Here's the $25. Now, what's the gimmick? <laughs> All right. Now, here's my plan brief. Mr. Moore, I believe in giving the world what it wants. And what the world wants right now is a crooner with swoon power. You mean another singing Sam? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the idea, but not clearly. I suppose, Mr. Moore, that you've done some singing. Oh, yes. I was a pin boy in a quartet. You said a pin boy in a quartet? Yes, I stood right next to the tenor, and when he couldn't reach the high notes, I stuck him with a pen. <laughs> well, now, you're not planning on singing under your own name, are you, Mr. Moore? No, I put everything in my wife's name. <laughs> One of the first things that you must have before you can become a successful swoon singer is to have a glamorous name. One that people will remember. Something original. Uh, I've got it, uh, Hank, uh, Spinutra. That's it. We'll call you Hank Spinutra. Hank Spinutra? Yeah, yeah. That sounds too much like Bing Croonsby. Yeah. Well, now I think we better test your voice. Now, go over here. Now, just go ahead and sing one note for a starter. No, no, no. We could use a little oil on that starter. You've never taken uh, singing lessons before, have you, Mr. Moore? Oh, yes. I took some lessons years ago, but I had to quit. You became discouraged? Well, sort of. My teacher shot himself. Oh. 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 Shot himself. Well, that's understandable. Uh, uh, <laughs> now, let's delve into your family background a bit. You come from a musical family? Oh, yes. My cousin traveled for two years with Nelson Eddy. Traveled with Nelson Eddy? Well, what did your cousin do? He put the raisins in Mr. Eddy's shortening bag. <laughs> well, with that sort of a background, you can't miss. Now, now, will you sing just a note for me, please, Mr. Moore? Just one more note. That's it. No, 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 there's an awful lot of work to be done on your voice. Lots of it. Well, you've got to take into consideration I'm just at the age when my voice is changing. 
Oh, yes, yes. Well, any change would be an improvement. Now, Mr. Moore, the principle of the Gaxton method lies in proper breathing. Do you know how to breathe? Oh, I've been breathing for years. Hmm. Well, you'd never know it. Now, now, let's breathe properly now. Now, just take a deep breath and throw out your chest. By the way, where is your chest? I don't know. Well, now, Mr. Moore, pay attention to me, please. In order to create swoon power, you must sing something modern, something new, like, uh, like this one. Mad about him, sad about him, how can I be glad about him, blues? Ba-boo, ba-boo. <laughs> uh. I ain't strong enough to even sing the title of that one. <laughs> Why, of course you are. Now, come on. Now, just try to croon. Come on, just try to croon this last number. Now, here it is. Now, you just try it. That's it. Now, come on. Open up. Croon it? Yeah, croon it. Open up there. Now, open it. That's it. Come on, now. I'll Thanks. try it. All right. Oh, for nothing at Oh, for nothing. What happened? My uppers came loose and choked me. Oh. bemoans the manpower shortage with they're either too young and too old. Bemoan, Dale, dear. You marched away and left this town as empty as can be. I'm back now. I can't sit under the apple tree with anyone else but me. For there is no secret lover. I'm so far to say that. That the draft board didn't discover. Chickens are poor and the crop is lean. What's good is in the army and what's left will never harm me. They're either too old or too young. So, darling, you'll never get stuck. Tomorrow I'll go hiking with an eagle scout unless I get a call from Grandpa for a snappy game of chess. I'm finding it easy. To stay good as gold, they're either too young or too old. Why, they're either too bold. Oh, thank you, He's not your type. Or too bold. I'm so tired of getting them told. I will confess to one romance I'm sure you will allow. He tries to serenade me, but his voice is changing now. I've got everything right under control. I'll never neighbor failure while you are in Australia or out in 
the illusion are off among the Russians and flying over Egypt while your heart will never be gypped. And when you get to India, I'll still be what I've been yet. I've looked the field over and lo and behold, they're either too young or too old. Charlie. That is not the way to get Mr. Bergen to raise your allowance. Well, we can step out tonight if you got a little money. You see? They're either too young or too old. <laughs> you know, Bergen, I, I've decided that it's worse to own a jail than to be in one. Is that so? Say, what's this gag about you owning a jail, Charlie? Well, it's it's no gag, Bill. It all happened at a bond auction in Los Angeles a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they gave away a jail in Harvard, Nebraska, for the person who bought the largest bond. Oh, I see. He's quick, isn't he? <laughs> well, everyone was bidding a thousand and two thousand and five thousand. Yeah, and you know, I ain't a guy for keeping my mouth shut. <laughs> Well, Charlie ended up by buying the biggest bond in the place, which, naturally, I had to pay for. <laughs> Tell him about it. Yeah. So, um, I'm making it Charlie's job to operate that jail at a profit now. Yeah, and don't worry, I'm working it out, too. Well, I'm glad to hear that. That's why I invited Humphrey Bogart over tonight. Oh. We got an angle. Oh, uh, you have an angle. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bogart. Oh, small fry. Met me, pal. Huh? Pumped a palm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Now, now, about this jail, I've been doing some thinking. Oh, you have? Well, I have, too. Now, look, see? Yeah. I'm at a high-class joint, see? Yeah. I cater to a more refined class of crook, see? Oh, see, see, see. <laughs> we won't even call it a jail. We'll give it a handle like the Greystone Plaza. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. Or handcuffed arms. That's good. <laughs> Why, we can even have a theme song. Yeah, sure we could. You mean something like, jail, jail, the gang's all here. I like it. I like it. You like that, huh? Yeah, nice fights you got, too. Nice fights. Either that song or we could, um, we could use, uh, when the stool pigeons come back to Capistrano. I'll come home and be a jailbird with you. Now you're you're talking. And we'll advertise it as the only jail with duplex cells. Yeah. Yeah, we can even put in a bath for dirty crooks. Think, I don't think that'll work, Charlie. Well, why not? A real crook never comes clean. Uh, <laughs> too many C's in that. Yeah. There's much in what you say there. Yeah, this, this, this stuff you suggest is okay, but yeah. uh, but do you think it's enough? Well, maybe maybe we should get some outstanding criminal to give the place a bad name, huh? Hey, that's a great idea. Yeah. Who should we get? Well, let's see. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, Who would be good? Uh, get, uh, some, some friend of mine. Humphrey Bogart, of course. Oh, gee, do you really think so, Charlie? <laughs> Certainly. Why, when it comes to a really low down this thick of old snake in the grass, you're the lowest down as crooked as rat there is. <laughs> you're really a rat, yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you, I try. <laughs> but, uh, but, wait a minute, Charlie. How do I know I like it? For instance, how's the food? You serve meals in bed? Yeah, sure, sure. We give you a bunk breakfast, bunk lunch. What about dinner? Well, that ain't so hot either. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about this. I don't yeah, know once what a week, it... we'll slip you a cake with a hacksaw in it. That's nice. Oh, so I can cut the bars? No, so you can cut the cake. <laughs> and we'll even let you pull a jailbreak. Think yeah. of the publicity, huh? Yeah, maybe I'd better. Let's see. I think I'll, I'll meditate it over. Yeah. Ooh, huh? 
course, if, if, if you don't want the job, we can always get Mrs. Pruneface, you know. <laughs> After all, in your last two pictures, you've, uh, you've been on the side of the law, you know. Now, what do you mean by that, Crack? Well, you're, you're getting less hissable and more kissable. <laughs> For my jail, that's no good. <laughs> well, don't worry about that, Charlie. In my latest picture, I'm plenty tough. You mean in that picture, thank you, lucky stars? No, I don't mean thank you, lucky stars. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. Yeah. I mean conflict. Okay, okay, pal, okay. How tough are you, Will? You know, in round figures. <laughs> well, for one thing, I, I bump off my wife. Uh-huh. Now you're talking sense. <laughs> that's the Bogart I love here. I guess you're still pretty tough, though, huh? Now you said it, I'm yeah. tough. I'm the number one pinup boy in the post office. Yeah. <laughs> that's good, that's good, yeah. Well, what I want to know is, uh, are you, uh, well, are you well-known among the bigger uh, clinks, you know? Am I well-known among the yeah. bigger clinks, he wants to know. Why, most of the wardens call me by my first number. Yeah. <laughs> You usually pack a gat, don't you? Certainly I pack a gat. I always carry at least two guns. Two guns? Why two? Now, one doesn't shoot far enough. <laughs> Why don't you carry an automatic? Hey, that's a good idea. I ought to do that. Yeah. Hey, they're pretty fast, huh? Oh, they're very fast, yeah. They are. Yeah, I had one once and it shot off six times before I found out it wasn't loaded. <laughs> oh, golly gee, Charlie, really? Yeah. <laughs> now to get back to your career, did you, did you ever pull a bank job? Did I? Let me tell you about my job I pulled on the south side. Yeah, go ahead. Now, I walked into the lobby, see, and the bank is crowded with people. And you know what I did? Stood in line? Oh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I whips up my Tommy gun and thins out the population. Oh, you are a ruffian. Yeah, and just for laughs, I knocked over a couple of guards. Yeah. And I started picking up the money. Yeah. I fills up my front pockets with gold. And I fills my back pockets with silver. I'm running for the door, my pockets loaded with money. And what happens? Your pants fall down? <laughs> No, no, I run smack into two G-men and a copper. So I shoots the bull. You certainly do. <laughs> yes, you certainly do. I'm afraid you just not the type for my jail, that's all. Oh, yeah? No. If I turn on the rust up, I'll scare any man in the joint. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid I'll have to ask you to prove that, too. Ori, Mr. Noble. This is a pushover. <laughs> what is it, Tarlovine? This man wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a stick-up, bud. Give me 20 bucks and I want it fast. Oh, certainly, old chap. You saw him be enough. I don't mind a cab. Give me the money. I say, though, uh, could you give me any collateral? Huh? Collateral? Uh-huh. I'll give you some lead. Uh-oh. Well, what are they getting for lead nowadays? This is awful. Why, you poor dope, I'll take you for a ride. <laughs> you will. I'll tell you. Uh, have you got a sea card? Uh, aren't you afraid, Ray? Uh, no. Uh, should I be? Oh, this is terrible. I'm disillusioned with you, Bogart. Oh, gee whiz, Charlie. Uh, hey, this, this means a lot to me. Please, Mr. Noble, be scared. <laughs> Well, uh, frankly, I think you're a very likable fellow. <laughs> he thinks I'm a likable fellow. Well, how do you like that? If Warner Brothers ever hears about this, I'm washed up. That's all, brother. That's all. That's all. <laughs>